Empire. Hello and welcome to my podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to the Giant Com Report wherever you get your podcasts and subscribe to us on YouTube at the Empire Media Network where you can like, subscribe, all that good stuff. And that's Empire, A-M-P-I-R-E. Much appreciated. Today, it's back to the on the field talk as I'm joined by Jay Norvell, who coached Cole Turner at Nevada, Washington's fifth round pick. As I always tell you, I know these guys are going to push hard for their own players, but they also provide insight into what made them good and why they might have success in the NFL. Norvell coached the NFL, including as a tight end coach with the Raiders and also coach receivers with the Colts, so he knows what it takes to succeed as a pass catcher at this level. Norvell said that Turner's just starting to realize how good he could be. Now, again, that sounds like a cliche, but I think because he transitioned to tight end um, after he got to Nevada, he's still progressing there. He thinks he can be a big-time matchup problem in the NFL because of that size. He also has something Norvell says is important, upper body flexibility, the ability to turn his body in position to make tough catches. A quick note before I play my conversation with Jake. As of now, there is a vote scheduled for Wednesday in the Virginia General Assembly that will help determine the state of a possible stadium in the Commonwealth. Michael Phillips joined me last week to discuss this, so go back and you can go back and give that one a listen for some really good quality um, insight into the stadium situation in Virginia. I know a lot of congressmen and congresswomen who voted yes early in the year now said that they will vote no. Is it enough to go swing the other way? I don't know. The vote was overwhelming in favor of support early in the year. However, Chap Peterson, state senator, um, very former Washington Redskins fan and came out strongly against this, who used to be in favor of it, he told me that he always thought the support for the initial vote was tepid. So we'll see. It's, listen, it was difficult to, for Jack and Cook to get a stadium built in this area many years ago, and that's when they were coming off Super Bowl years. We, I think we've seen the result of what happens when you're not coming off Super Bowl years. I also, and again, Cook had to end up paying for the stadium himself. I also hope the organization pays close attention to why people feel a certain way. I know many there say they understand and they're trying to regain that trust but they have severely tested their fans in recent years. Is winning enough to bring everyone back? Well, there's only one way to find out, and we haven't seen that in decades. So why? So they're going to have to figure out another way unless you can start winning, and that winning has to start this year. Washington also has another OTA session open in the media on Wednesday. I hope to be there. I say hope to because I'm currently sidelined with COVID. Regardless, I'll have some nuggets for you from practice. With that, let's get to my conversation with Jay Norvell, currently the head coach at Colorado State, but who coached Cole Turner at Nevada. Coach, I appreciate you joining me. And my main goal here, as I just told you, is I want to give Washington fans a sense of what they're getting in Cole Turner, because I think that he's a guy that people here are excited about because he's got that size and he's got a pretty good resume from his time at Nevada. What are they getting here? Well, he's a great kid, number one. Uh, uh, we recruited Cole out of, out of a little little town in Oregon, Clackamas, Oregon, and, and uh, he was an all-state wide receiver. He, he scored the winning touchdown in the state championship game. And um, 
we just knew he was going to be a player. We just weren't sure what he was going to be. He started off as a wide receiver, um, and he played a couple seasons at wide receiver, and he was just a click off from being a really productive guy. And so we moved him to tight end, and and I really kind of kicked myself that I moved him a year late. I wish I would have moved him a year earlier because <laughs> as soon as we moved him, he was a game changer. Um, you know, we had really good receivers outside, and uh, when the middle of the field was open, people played cover two, split coverage. Boy, Cole would just kill people down the middle of the field, and he gave our quarterback a huge target. And we love big receivers. Uh, I coached in the NFL for six years, and I had Marvin Harrison, Reggie Wayne at, at Indy. Um, I coached for the Oakland Raiders. And, you know, our whole philosophy is if you have an accurate quarterback and you have big receivers, those guys are always open because you can throw away from defenders, back shoulder throws. And we did that a lot with Cole. Um, you know, I think the other unique thing about Cole Turner is um, – we are very creative and we moved him all over the field. Yeah. And so we, he played in a conventional tight end alignment. We flexed him out. We also would put him on the backside of the formation by himself. And he was just a really unique matchup out there because he's close six, seven. Um, he's got great jumping ability and, and range. And most corners are five, nine, five, 10. Right. So, Whenever you get it matched up, you know, we had a good quarterback. Carson would see a matchup and he would take it. And, um, you know, the best story about Cole is we were, we were in the red zone on the four yard line and we were in two tight ends and we had our receivers outside and we gave our quarterback the option to either run the ball or throw the fade. And we were throwing it outside to this little receiver. And I was looking at Cole blocking. And I said, I said, wait a minute. I said, why don't you move out there? We'll throw the ball to you and we'll find another guy that can come in here and block. And we did that. And, uh, you know, he ended up being the, the, he scored more touchdowns than any tight end in the country because of things like that, that we did with him. And so, uh, um, I mean, we would do that and everybody in the stadium knew we were going to throw it to Cole and he would still score. And so, and if they double covered him, we just run the ball. So it was just uh, made the game really simple. And, but what an amazing guy, you know, we had three players, Carson Strong, Romeo Dubs and Cole Turner. They all signed NFL contracts um, and they all grew up together in our offense. And Romeo got drafted by Green Bay and Carson signed with the Philadelphia and they're really excellent kids but even even better people great great people and with with Cole because as you said you know you switch him from receiver to tight end and you never know how a guy's going to make that transition because even if he's big and athletic there's still other things that you have to take care of a tight end why do you think he took to it so well so fast well you know I think one of the things I, I coached receivers with the Colts and I two years I was a tight end coach with the Oakland Raiders when Al Davis was still alive and one of the things we drafted, we drafted a tight end in 2002 named Doug Jolly from BYU and in the second round. And, and I was kind of in charge of the research of that player and comparing him to other players in the history of the draft. And one of the things I found is that there's a great history of tight ends being late developers, late right. bloomers in the National Football League. And 
you know, a lot of the guys were like Cole. They were big, tall, rangy kids that, that had matured late, that had good hands, good receiving skills, and they grew into their bodies as blockers. And that's what Cole is. Cole is, he's just starting to really realize his potential. The best football is in front of him. When I was with the Colts, we had a player named Marcus Pollard, and Marcus was a really good NFL tight end, but he never played college football. He was a he was a power forward for the Bradley basketball team, and Bill Polian and the Colts we we brought him there, and he developed into an excellent professional tight end. And Peyton Manning used to throw the ball to him, and so I learned a lot from that, and I saw a lot of those qualities in Colt. And uh, I just think he's got an opportunity to be a real matchup problem against linebackers and safeties. And I think the, I think the quarterbacks there are going to really love throwing the ball to him. Well, they, and they've harped on the wide catch radius. I think that's become like a, a cliche almost for them this offseason because of guys like Cole. But yeah. with, because you did coach the NFL and because you have experience coaching that position, what are some of the traits that, again, you can have certain skills but you need some other things. So what are some of the other little things that Cole has that you say, hey, he also he has a size, he has this, but he also has this, and that's why he's got a chance to be pretty good. I think, I think number one is his range. He has incredible uh, range. And, 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 you know, one of the great things I always look for in a receiver was upper body flexibility. And what that is is, can he, tr- he turn his body to get in position to make tough catches? And, you know, so many catches in the National Football League are tough catches. They're contested catches. And Cole has that ability. I mean, he can be running full speed, and you can throw a back shoulder throw, and he can get his upper body in position to make a catch. And a lot of, a lot of players can't do that. They can't move their upper body and get their hands in position to make plays on the ball. So that is, that's, that's number one. He's incredible range, great hands, upper body flexibility. And the other thing is, is just consistency and dependability. You know, quarterbacks tend to go to people they trust and depend on. And, and, uh, you know, Cole's one of those guys. He's always going to be working with the quarterbacks. He's always going to be practicing with them in the summer and the offseason. And he's going to be the type of guy that's always available to work and get better. And so he's going to develop that rapport with the quarterbacks and and really be a guy that I think they can rely on to, to make plays. You know, I, I spent six years in the NFL and competed against Belichick a lot. He was at the Jets then and the old – AFC East, but, but, um, you know, one of the things Belichick says about the tight end positions, the one position that changes every formation, you know, when you move the tight end, the defense has to adjust. And so by having that guy be the weapon, a weapon like Cole Turner, it really forces the defense to make some choices. Are they going to put a corner on him? Are they going to put a safety on him? Are they going to put a linebacker on him? Right. And, um, and those matchups are really is what offensive coaches look for when they're game planning and, and what quarterbacks look for right. when they're looking at who they want to throw the ball to. Now, one of the things that jumped out right away watching the rookie minicamp when he was here is how well he cuts and how fast he comes out of his cuts on those deep out routes. 
Yes. Those corner routes, like, yep. is, is that accurate? And then also the other thing is too, on the, some of the inside routes, there were times where he'd be like, it was just, you know, he'd give a little shoulder fake and get yep. the guy to wide and come back. And then another time he might not do that and might not get as open. Is that sure. part of the learning curve for him? And first of all, talk about the corner routes and the cutting out of that, but yeah. also the inside seam routes. What adjustments might he have to make to get open there in the NFL? I think I think the biggest thing that college players learn when they they move to the National Football League is just the the second level adjustments that they have to make, especially a tight end. They have the second level release right. off of linebackers, right. safeties, and just the, the the talent and skill of those linebackers and safeties and their ability to cover. And so one of the things I think Cole will learn is use how to use his size, how to use his size and strength to avoid people, but also to use that to get open. And that's something that he'll learn at that level. You know, the, the outside routes, one of the beauties of Cole Turner is that he does have history as a, as a wide receiver. And so we, we didn't change our schemes when we moved him outside. We allowed him, and he understood coverage adjustments and how to work off of defensive corners and be in certain places on the field. And so he was able to run a lot of those routes that are receiver routes outside mm-hmm. and uh, getting the depth, like you say, you know, a lot, of t- a lot of tight ends don't run those 16 to 18 no. cuts. And Cole Turner can do that. And I think that just gives you more flexibility offensively. And it certainly gives a quarterback another option that a lot of teams don't have at that position. Yeah. And that's one thing that jumped out because it's the way he comes out of that break. There's for a, for a taller guy, he's able to plant and cut to, to the outside really well. And I just think that is going to be a matchup nightmare for team. What about in the red zone? Again, you have to have more than just obviously sometimes size is going to like, you're going to throw up a, a jump ball. And if you're guard, you know, covering a, a five, nine guys covering you, you're going to win. But other right. times you're not because you have right. to do some things. So what are some of the other little things he did to get himself open in those areas to be a, to be a good target all the time? Well, I think that's repetition and, and, and scheme. And, um, and I just think it's a, it's, it, it gives the quarterback another option of, you know, and, and one of the things uh, he learned how to use his body, not only in jump balls, but back shoulder throws and the quarterbacks really got used to throwing the ball away from defenders Mm -hmm. in the red zone. You know, the red zone, the space is condensed Mm -hmm. and the windows are really tight down there. And it's the guys that can create space and utilize those tight open windows down there with their body size. And it's almost, you turn into a power forward down there. It's like rebounding a basketball. And if a quarterback can spot the ball away from a defender and, and, and get it to, to that big, that big body down there, it just creates a, a, a spatial advantage. Um, you know, he's also a threat down the middle down there too. And so we, we used him on those inside routes. We used him on the, the outside fade routes, you know, and, and, and the even is a threat at the big front of the end zone, you know, when you're throwing away from a defender, low it away. So 
he's a he is a talent. He's a target. He's a he's a really uh, versatile matchup player, and uh, that versatility just creates options. It creates uh, options for an offense coordinator, a play caller. It creates options for a quarterback. And, um, you know, I just think he's going to get better and better, you know, as he gets stronger, as he matures as a professional athlete, I just think he's going to even improve his skills even more. And that's what I was going to ask you. I only have two more, a couple more questions on him, but I was going to ask you, like, what is it that you say, okay, to, because again, you have that experience, you know what it takes here. So what are some of the things you say, okay, he's got all this, he can do all this if he does what? Yeah, I think. I think, you know, one of the things that I saw with our players, you know, when we would draft a rookie that first year in the National Football League, all of a sudden he's not going to class all the time. He's not running around town. He comes to the facility. He's eating regularly. He's lifting in the weight room. He's working on his fundamental drills and skills with the quarterbacks. And all of a sudden these guys start to fill out. Their shoulders start to widen out. They get stronger. They become men. And uh, I think he's going to be learn how to use his physical strength uh, traits that the God gave him. I think that leverage is going to help him in blocking. I think it's going to help him in getting open versus big linebackers and safeties. And uh, I just think he's going to mature. He's a very bright guy as well. And I think that's another quality that, that great receivers have in the National Football League is they're very intelligent. They see all the moving parts and they're able to use that to get themselves open. And, uh, you know, and I also think, you know, as, as a young player, you learn a lot from older players and, and good players that are around you. He'll benefit from that because he has that kind of personality and he is a constant learner. And I just think he's he's got a growth mindset and he's going to continue to improve on the skills that he already has. Yeah, and he's got a good guy in Logan Thomas there to work with him as well. And, no doubt. and you know, 6'6", big guy, is a blocker in line. Did you use him much in line as a blocker? Or, was you, were you, or how did you use him in the No, we blocker? did. We, we did. And I think, I think he's going to just continue to get better. You know, so much of blocking – at the tight end position is, is, is getting in position and using leverage, you know, right. you know, one of the things I learned in, in that league was most of blocking is just getting your body in position. Yeah. To block. Yeah. And so I think he's going to really benefit from being around NFL line coaches, NFL tight end coaches working on leverage in the off season. And I think he's going to develop into a really good block. So I've gone about almost 20 minutes and I haven't asked you about his hair yet. He's got, <laughs> he's got quite, he's got quite a mop of hair, man. That's like, it yeah. jumps out right away. It's, it's well, pretty good. We're, we're, we're from the, from the left coast, you know, in California <laughs> and Oregon and Nevada, you know, we, we see a lot of different hairstyles and, and uh, you know, he's always had that hair and, and uh, it's just part of his own personality. And, uh, just an amazing guy, though. Uh, he's the kind of kid that you want to take home with you. And, you know, he's been at my house and had a bunch of meals over there with my family. And uh, But he's a great kid, great person, which is another, you know, he's a dependable person. 
he's the kind of guy you want on your team. He's the kind of teammate you want to have. And he's the kind of guy that coaches learn to depend on. And, and I just think he's going to uh, – the, the best is yet to come for Colt Turner. And the funny thing is that the hair, you see that you, you think free spirit, you know? Yeah, yeah. He's got a little free spirit to him, but he's also, he's also a, a, a kind of a consummate worker. And he values practice. He values uh, the time that he works with his quarterbacks and with his other teammates and coaches. And, um, you know, he was a leader for us. Uh, you know, he was a guy that everybody looked to and knew that he would show up on game day and make plays for the team. It would be a pretty big grocery bill if he's coming over to eat, too. <laughs> <laughs> There's no doubt. He's going to be a big man when, when he grows into that body. Last thing, then Carson Strong, because he was a guy that Washington was interested in as well. And I think when yep. Sam Howell fell to them in the fifth round, they went that route. If he didn't, I wouldn't have been shocked at all if they had taken Carson a round or so later, sure. because I know they had liked him. And I know, like, if he didn't have those injuries, I'm guessing he goes fairly high. How do you think that those injuries played into him not getting drafted? And then what do you what are your expectations for him? What is Philly getting with him? Yeah, I feel bad for Carson because I think the injuries had everything to do with where he was not drafted. Um, you know, he I have so much respect for that kid because I've seen him grow and mature. And then last season, you know, he had surgery in the offseason and he just wasn't quite healthy. And um, that knee got re-aggravated. And, you know, I told him a story when I was with the Colts, we played against Dan Marino and Dan late in his career had that big knee brace and yeah. he wasn't a hundred percent. And, you know, I just saw that guy go out and battle and was a warrior all the time. And every, you know, through his career and he beat us many times on one leg. Carson basically played that way all last season. He played with one leg. He threw for, you know, 4,500 yards and, and, uh, was was the player of the year in our league and and so I just have so much respect for him being playing not being 100% you know saying that that had a lot to do with you know where he fell in the draft and um um I just hope he could get healthy and have a chance to show the type of player he could be at that level because I think he has all the tools he's he's extremely intelligent he's incredibly accurate and he has a passion for the game and preparing for the game. And so I just think he's going that those, those traits are going to translate well at that level. And I was going to ask you that too. Like, what are the things that you say that if he, ha if he's going to make it, we can see the arm, you can, yep. everybody can see the arm, right? Yep. What are some of the little things that you say, like, Hey, these are some throws that he can make or some things he does as a quarterback that gives him a chance. Well, he, he can touch every part of the field with his arm and he's accurate. He's an accurate deep ball thrower, but he's also, he's a great intermediate timing passer as well. And so I just think, you know, so much of the passing offenses in the national football league are, are timing and intermediate, but he can also, he can also go deep. He loves to throw the ball deep. He's, he's very accurate throwing the ball deep. He's extremely smart. And we, we're a little bit unique in that, you know, I was, I was with Tom Moore with the Colts yeah. for four years and Tom really gave Peyton a lot of flexibility and his ability to check plays, adjust routes. Um, and we did that with Colt, with Carson. Um, we gave him 
probably way more flexibility than most college quarterbacks get and is the ability to change plays, audible, get to runs and passes and adjust routes. And so um, he can do all those things. And, and so it's not going to be a stretch for him to, to make audibles and to change plays. Um, and then he's just so passionate. He loves studying the game. He's always trying to find an edge in the film room and uh, he'll, 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 his game will, will translate well in those areas at that level. Jay, I appreciate your time. And I will say in that regard with Carson, not a lot of college quarterbacks are coming in with that kind of knowledge at the line of scrimmage and all that. So, but I do appreciate your time. I think people here are looking forward to seeing Cole and how he develops, because I think there's a level of excitement for what he might be able to do down the road. So I appreciate you coming on. Thank you. Thank you. I'm looking forward to watching it myself. So thank you. I appreciate it. That's it for this episode. Thanks to Jay for joining me. And thank you as always for listening. I'll be back with another episode on Wednesday. Talk to you next time.